0: We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. Climate change, driven by human activity, has upset the balance of ecosystems and natural processes the world over. In the Chesapeake Bay, sea level rise is causing salty ocean water to crawl farther and farther into the bay and its coastlands. A recent study digs into the pernicious consequences for farmers and their crops. Jeremy Cox is a Chesapeake Bay Journal staff writer who has written about saltwater intrusion. Welcome to the show, Jeremy.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: This study in the scientific journal Nature Sustainability measured saltwater intrusion on farmland across the Delmarva Peninsula. Give us a sense of the scale, how much land is being changed by the saltwater
1: it's just here on Delmarva that they looked at, so it could be a lot wider if you take into account the other side of the bay, the western shore. But here alone, uh, you're looking at 2200 acres of land that was formerly farmed that is now turned into what they call salt patches. These are visible areas where the land is turned white and in many cases gone completely barren because nothing could grow on it. And when you pull the lens back a little bit further, it looks like it goes even further than what you can visually see. Explain Uh, that. Yeah. So they figured based on their observations on particular farms that the amount of area that the salt could be affecting could go out another 200 meters from a visible salt patch. So that's like a little over 600 feet. And if you take that into account, Two thousand acres turns into four hundred thousand acres,
0: and as a as a fraction of the farmland, the Del Mar farmland, what is that?
1: You know, in most counties, they found it, we're talking about like one percent of the land. So, and I think that speaks more to just how much farmland there is here than anywhere else. And on a typical farm where you see this happening, it it tends to be more around the edges. You know, so you're not seeing like an entire half of a farm turning into ruined salt land. But it's kind of creeping from the outside in.
0: And they they did see evidence in a landlocked county,
1: correct? Right. In Caroline County, which is the only county that is landlocked on Dalmarva, was the largest percentage increase of uh, salt uh, ruined land during the study period. And you can imagine that probably has to do with uh, the Choptank River and the Marshy Hope Creek, both tidal rivers that go into the bay, uh, bringing saltwater up into some of those farms, you know, miles and miles away from the bay.
0: Back up for me, how does saltwater affect agriculture?
1: Uh, it's very bad for agriculture. You know, this is a, it goes back to the Bible, right? Salting the fields uh, is, a, is a great way to ruin somebody's crops. And from a Chesapeake Bay restoration perspective, it's bad as well because uh, the chemistry of salt causes uh, the dirt to loosen its grip on nitrogen and phosphorus, two nutrients that when you set them loose in the bay, feed the algae blooms that are kind of the bay's biggest problems. These, these blooms uh, grow, they die, and as they do so, they rob the water of oxygen, and that's where we get those dead zones that you might have heard about. Researchers were also surprised
0: by the speed at which coastal lands are changing into marshlands. How, how does saltwater intrusion drive that?
1: Yeah, so this study largely focused on the salt patches part of the equation, but uh, if you dig around a little bit deeper into it, it also talked about uh, the conversion to salt marshes. Uh, So, And that was actually 10 times as much, 2,000 acres into salt patches, but 20,000 acres of former farmland turned into these salt marshes. And so you get a sense that, yeah, the salt patches are probably the most, like, visible the most dramatic part of this but to have that much land in less than a decade uh, turn into uh basic, basically a combination of land and water uh, that's pretty striking and that's going to be unsustainable in you know localized areas
0: this is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass, speaking with Jeremy Cox, a staff writer with the Bay Journal. We're talking about how rising sea levels are causing more saltwater to intrude into the bay and the farmlands surrounding it. Given the scope of the problem, I mean, fundamentally, it's caused by climate change. What are farmers around the bay doing about it? What can they do?
1: Yeah, so... It's, it's mainly those farmers who, again, are right along the coastline. If you're inland, if you're not near a, a tidal river, you're okay. But if you are affected by rising seas, there are some things that can hold it at bay a little bit longer. Things like, for example, installing tide gates. You see these in some some big uh, coastal cities, you know, Norfolk and that sort of thing. Gates that allow the water to leave when you have like rainwater inside, but then does not allow tide water to go back the other direction when you have an incoming tide or something like that. We may have seen these on rivers and now they need to be installed on, on ditches uh, because that's kind of the, one of the main ways that it's been getting up onto the landscape is traveling up those ditches, which were designed to drain the water when they were dug 50, 100, 200 years ago. But now, you know, the sea is creeping up uh, the other direction. You can also change what type of uh, crops you're growing. So corn is notoriously badly suited for salty areas. It does not do well. But some other kind of crops that can be sold that can be, you know, bring value to your land like like sorghum, for example, um, those are a little bit more salt tolerant. And so part of this same study, the larger research effort is looking at what kind of salt tolerant plants uh, can grow. And again, give farmers something to kind of bridge them over until other solutions or until they finally have to abandon uh, these farm fields.
0: So we've been talking about how the encroaching saltwater hurts agriculture. What about its impact on the Chesapeake Bay's ecosystems?
1: Yeah, so as I said, it's it's kind of a double whammy because we have this problem where we're trying to reduce the amount of nutrients that stormwater flushes off farmland. uh, 90% of the nutrient reductions need to come from agriculture going forward to meet the targets sought by uh, the state and federal Chesapeake Bay program. And the saltwater intrusion complicates that by changing the chemistry in the soil itself, knocking those nutrients loose, and just makes the work that much harder. And, you know, you kind of could call this kind of that cascade effect that we often see in climate change, where things are accelerating because you set off one consequence and that consequence kicks over the next one. It's just just terrible timing all around for this to be happening. Is state government doing anything to address the problem? It's a tough one, right? I mean, historically, the main avenue has been what uh, a tool called a conservation easement of some kind. And that's normally done to preserve land for natural purposes going forward. About a decade ago, they did a little twist on that through the Maryland law. To create a special easement, basically just for these kinds of areas that are converting from farmland to water or something close to it. They get this one-time easement payment and the property is allowed to turn into some sort of natural feature, whether that's open water or some sort of salt marsh habitat. They're not farming it anymore, but it doesn't really do anything to keep that land from going underwater, if that's the case. And while that program has been around for 10 years, uh, but for whatever reason, it's just not something quite that is taken on yet. But maybe as more are turning into salt patches or turning into marshes, we'll see an acceleration in that kind of program and those like it.
0: Jeremy, thanks for explaining this to us. Oh, you're welcome. Jeremy Cox is a staff writer with the Bay Journal. You can find links to his reporting at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Short break on the record. When we're back, a Delmarva farmer who has watched rising saltwater creep across his lands. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. On the eastern shore of Maryland, changes to the natural environment that usually occur over hundreds or thousands of years are taking place in the span of a lifetime. Sea level rise is pushing salty ocean water farther and farther into the Chesapeake Bay, changing the very makeup of the waters. Some of the oldest farmland in the country is on the Delmarva Peninsula. Saltwater intrusion threatens those farms and leads to quicker erosions of coastlands. Bob Fitzgerald lives on the Eastern Shore in Somerset County. His family has farmed in the same area for many generations. Welcome to the show, Bob. Glad to be here. And Sarah Hirsch, Ph.D., has been an extension educator for the University of Maryland in Somerset County since 2018. Her research and extension program focuses on soils, conservation, and cover crops. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Bob, tell us about your farm. Where is it and what do you grow there?
2: My farm is uh, just about seven miles uh, west of Princess Anne on the Deolalum Peninsula, and uh, basically corn and soybeans is what we've grown on it in my adult years. When I was little, we grew vegetables. In my older years, I'm pretty much by myself now. I just just raise grain. It's simpler, and and it doesn't take labor like uh, the vegetables do.
0: How long has this farmland been in your family?
2: The base land grant came into the family in 1666. It was in my grandmother's name.
0: And how much land are we talking about?
2: 300 acres.
0: How does an increasingly salty bay impact farmers?
2: Well, let me make a so start out. You were perfectly right when you started and said that it's been a, a lot happening a long time. I've done uh, research uh, I call it research, looking at looking at different situations. And I can show where 175 or 80 years ago things salt water started uh, the sea level started rising and saltwater intrusion where people lived then. And it's been gradual, very gradual up until probably 25 years ago. And in the past 25 years, the uh, sea level rise and saltwater intrusion has really, really, really increased.
0: Sarah, you work with farmers to improve the productivity and health of their land. Tell us what's going on when an increasingly salty bay affects farmers in the area. What's happening to the land? So
3: we're definitely seeing farmers having to take land out of production and land being less productive, there's been several farmers who have come to me and talked to me about having to replant a crop several times um, and for cumulative years and then just having to take it out of production or um, trying to grow some kind of alternative crop or turn it back into marshland basically.
0: Bob, how have you had to change to react to how your land is changing?
2: It hasn't. Well, you you give up land. Uh, I, I, something that is not taken into account very often is the fact that the rise in sea level is just as bad as saltwater intrusion. In that, Somerset County and Dorchester and some of the lower areas are pretty close to sea level, maybe not as high as six feet above sea level. And that where the sea level is higher on average, that affects the drainage. So, so we have a, a time, if the tide happens to be high, when we have a flood of rain, uh, the land will drown out, even though it may not be uh, the fact of saltwater intrusion and because that doesn't have to happen but once a year or so and you lose your crop. So there's a lot of low land that's lost because of the high rising tide, uh, sea level, as much as it is salt water. But there's you just have to deal in answer to your question, you just have to deal with the salt water if it comes in then basically it's a loser. You, you, If it affects your land, there's not a whole lot you can do with it. Uh, you can spend a lot of money putting gypsum and, and some of the other uh, 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 minerals and so forth in it, but it, it's just not cost effective, and therefore a lot of the land is laid out, and you know it just goes, uh, just don't grow on it.
0: This is On the Record on WIP. Arm Sheila Cass speaking with Bob Fitzgerald, a farmer in Somerset County on Maryland's eastern shore, and with Sarah Hirsch, Ph.D., who's worked with farmers in the area since 2018. We're talking about the effect of saltwater intrusion and rising sea levels on farmland. Sarah, you're the project leader... On an experimental effort to counter saltwater intrusion on Eastern Shore farmland, including a small part of Bob's land, it involves a species of grass commonly known as elephant grass. What are you attempting to do?
3: Um, so, yeah, we're growing what's sometimes called elephant grass or giant miscanthus is what we usually refer to it as. And it's a, a sterile, non-invasive plant and it grows about 12 feet tall it's a pretty impressive plant and the reason we're trying to grow this is because it has a history of being a very productive grass and it we're testing to see whether it can grow on this marginal land so on flooded and salt intruded land um, so we were approached by a farmer interested in growing this on a piece of land that he had to take out of soybean production because it was non-productive um, for many years in a row. Um, so we have about 10 acres and it's growing in a very flooded field with saltwater intrusion. So on average, about twice as salty as your corn or soybean crops could grow, and some areas are a lot more salty than that and we're monitoring the moisture in the field, and it's saturated for a big part of the year. Um, And so far, we're in year two. Giant Miscanthus is a perennial crop. So once it's planted, it can grow for up to 15 years um, with minimal upkeep. And um, so far it's growing, it's surviving. And so that's a big takeaway that this could be a crop that does grow and survive in land that corn and soybean crops can no longer grow in.
0: And what can Miscanthus be used for? What, what, What value is it as a crop?
3: So currently on the Eastern shore of Maryland, it's used as a bedding material in poultry houses. And there's other uses as well. Right now, there's no market in Maryland, but in other parts of the country, they're turning it into paper products like your paper cups and plates. Um, And it can be used as other types of animal bedding. Bob, what else
0: have you tried to do to counter the effects of saltwater?
2: I haven't really done a whole lot. I experimented with about an acre of land by putting anything from poultry waste on it to uh, gypsum to uh, over fertilizing it and putting in a lot of organic matter to see what happened, and I got it so it's decent, but it but it'll never be uh, normal unless I keep that up. And it's too expensive. It was just a small piece of land I was trying on, but basically, if if salt water comes in and takes over a piece of property. Either that, or if you my previous uh, statement about not draining, then you pretty much you're you're fighting a losing battle. And if you it costs a lot of money to plant these crops, and if they're destroyed, you lose the whole thing. And sometimes you do it two, three years in a row, and you say, "Well, I'm going to give up on that." And that's basically what I've done with one piece of land, about ten acres that I've turned over to uh, University of Maryland, uh, Kate Tala or experimentation or to do whatever she wants to do with it she's tried a lot of plants down there she's got tried some uh, giant miscanthus and spots and she's got a lot of other plants i really don't know what she's doing but she's uh, mm-hmm. stays busy with her students down there from time to time but i just gave it up I, after i got tired of losing probably uh three out of five years because of a big rain or or a storm or something
0: Sarah, for the Maryland farmers you talk to is is this an existential concern what's going on with saltwater intrusion?
3: I think that um farmers recognize that they're going to lose some land. It's a gradual process, and a lot of times we're not thinking in terms of maybe a hundred years down the road, but just what can we do to maintain a viable crop for profit in the near future so maybe from now through 10 years from now but yeah gradually i think and as time goes on farmers are going to be losing land gradually
2: the the prediction is for somerset county that by probably as close as 2050 there will be an awful lot of land lost to uh, sea level rise and 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 saltwater intrusion, but again, I repeat, sea level rise is as big a factor in some of these areas as saltwater intrusion. Because if the, if the tides high, and you have a flood of rain, you lose the whole crop. A few years ago, one of the big farmers down toward the uh, south southern end of the county, he lost his whole corn crop uh, in in one flood because of that, and. Uh, since then, he's farmed the land. I don't think he's had a problem, but but it does happen.
0: Bob, we spoke to Jeremy Cox from the Bay Journal. He said there's a seldom-used conservation easement from the state that can provide farmers with a one-time payment to convert farmland to non-agricultural use. Did, did you make use of that um, easement?
2: No, I have not pursued the easement thing. I have pursued it, I've looked into it, and it's not something that I'm, you know, that I have to do to, for monetary purposes. So I just leave it like it is, and someday I might. But right now, I, I haven't done anything with it.
0: So how would you describe, Bob, What, what's the future for your farm?
2: My farm, actually, other than losing my actual farm where I'm farming now, uh, what's left of the original land grant, Uh, There's only about three or four acres of that and uh, that is affected at all, is affected seriously. However, uh, if you have an extreme high tide from a storm, a hurricane, a severe northeaster or whatever, I have a lot of land that the water comes up on and goes back down. And as long as it doesn't have a high degree of salt, it's not going to... uh, you know, it doesn't affect it that much. I think in the long run, it's 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 starting to affect. I see a little bit of difference in that area.
0: Well, I'm curious as to whether you see yourself continuing to farm for how long?
2: Well, I'm 84, so uh, I hope to continue a little while longer. Uh, I'm not planning on giving it up, per se, at, at this point in time.
0: I wish you all the luck in the world with it. And Sarah, I appreciate too, you speaking to us about your work. Thank you both.
3: Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
0: Bob Fitzgerald is a farmer on the Eastern shore in Somerset County. Sarah Hirsch PhD has been an extension educator for the University of Maryland in Somerset County for five years. Her research and extension program focuses on soils, conservation and cover crops. If you missed part of this conversation, no worries. You can find this episode of On the Record and others wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Sheila Kast. Glad you're with us on the record. Come back tomorrow.